Welcome to Warnounds, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, he's Caster, and today we are going to talk about War Table and then Warcaster. All the war. Hello, this is our fourth episode of War Nouns. Thank you for joining us. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of things, uh, as you well know. I uh, would also want to cover, we actually played a game of Warcaster, and um, it's our first game, and we want to sort of cover our, our thoughts on the game and um, how it plays, how it's different from War Machine, and, and all that other stuff, but that's going to sort of come at the end of the podcast uh right now caster is going to tell us a little bit about his experience with war table yes indeed and war table i have to say is an absolutely fantastic program to work with uh for those of you don't know uh just the quick rundown i'll give you the link in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself but what it is is it allows you to play uh war machine and hordes from your browser whether that be on your tablet, your PC, uh, your phone, if you got a big enough one, there's a lot of fine-tuned movement you have to do with it. But for tablet or PC, it's certainly easy enough to use, and it really just allows you to play when you can't go down and get a game in. You know, when you're not feeling so well, or you know, your junior caster, um, he wants a tablet for Christmas. Maybe you could get him one of those. Oh, and then you could play War Table on the tablet. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I mean it's easy enough to get people into it uh just like that so yeah certainly um given that fact uh i have played several games recently and that's what (laughs) we're going to be talking about and um so we we have this friend that he plays on on war table and then he plays with in you know person and when they're in person usually the friend wins not always but usually but so far his uh uh caster here's um uh, like score on War Table is like super high. If they're playing on War Table, usually Caster's the one I, in. I think, I think he's bested me once. I I hope he's bested me once. <laughs> it sounds better if he has, but I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't believe so. So um, we have he plays Kador, uh, and I have been playing Trollbloods. For those of you who haven't figured that out, I'm a Trollblood person um, for the time being. And uh, two of those games, one was kind of a, you know, let's just, let's go into it blind. You know, he makes a list, I make a list, let's see what happens here. Well, that kind of turned out to be a very interestingly one-sided game. Let's see here, I took Calandra, and he took Harkovich. I took, or he, we'll start with Kador. So Harkovich, two uh, units of battle mechanics, men, a... Victor Colossal, a Conquest Colossal, Behemoth being ran by Pretty Boy. Sorry, I've actually forgotten the junior's name. I just call him Pretty Boy because that's what he is. And uh, then the uh, Widower Marksman, and you're the Axe. That's it. That's the list. Uh, For me, it is how many warriors can I fit in an army? And it turns out, max units of warriors, I can fit 
five. So that's 50 troops. I then took um, a, you know, stu- unit of stones. I took the rune bearer with Calandra. Uh, my only beasts was two earthborn dire trolls. And I had a single, um, what is that? Oh, it's a, is a, that stone? That, that's the stone unit, we're, yes. We're, we're, we're looking at a picture here. Yes, I, I have a picture going here. Um, it's a... Um, Folk Hall Hero. My goodness, I couldn't think of the name. And then I also had a unit of uh, Battle Bears that ambushed in. Spoiler alert, the Battle Bears were the only thing in my entire list that actually made an attack that game. Three total attacks. What did you say you did? You, you made you made only three attacks, but somehow still won? Yes, yes. No, I completely won on Scenario. I body blocked him out of being able to do anything. I, I wish you could see this picture. It's, it's just ridiculous. There's just... Like two giant, giant dudes on the map, and they are all just way back, and he's just like swarmed. It's just all his dudes all I, over I it. I formed a wall of bodies across the map, uh, and then up in the upper right hand corner is my battle bears, which came in. And oh, by the way, he has Behemoth on the field. I forgot to mention that. And uh, Behemoth, um, maybe I did mention that. Anyways, I I killed Pretty Boy Behemoth with an inert. And uh, after that, I just basically formed a wall of bodies and won on Scenario, and that was the game. He killed a lot of stuff, he had a lot of guns, but ultimately, 50-plus dudes is kind of a lot to chew through. Mm. So, uh, See, I don't, I don't have any, war, um, any experience with um, War Table myself, because um, that's what um, Locke does in the evenings while I work Caster. in the evenings. Caster. I, I was doing so well. Um, that's what Caster does in the evenings. I work in the evenings, so that's what he does in the evenings while I'm at work. Yep. Um, when the kids, or when the lessers are in bed. Yes, yes, the, the lessers and the whelp. Yes. So the second game, uh, I know that was a quick gloss over, but honestly not a whole lot happened that one. The next one I just had last night, Well, I mean, very we're, interesting. We're, we're talking more than just about the game. I mean, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how... how Oh, oh, of course, of course. All that stuff. So what you do is you go on to... Um, thank you very much for pointing that out. I didn't really explain that well. So what you do is you go to Conflict Chamber, and uh, which is where some of you may know to go for tournament lists. Well, you can also create lists there and then clipboard them and import them into other places, such as War Table. So you can import your list... And then it asks you to, you know, die off for who goes first. You do that. And then you choose if you're deploying at the top or the bottom of the map and all that that you would normally do. But it does all the placements automatically for you. And then you just drag them to where you want. So it populates the field. And then you go from there. It's very intuitive. It's very easy to use. And a lot of people, including myself, when we first started looking at Wartable, were like, well, how's measurement works? Every time you click on a model, it gives you the exact measurement within a tenth of an inch to every other notable model on the table, or on on war table. Whether that be uh, a solo, a model that's part of a unit, a beast caster, or an objective. So it and the flags, all of it. It tells you all of it. And it just does it so well. And you can, you know, you're cl- click your guy, move him up, let go, and then keep moving just like you're stepping, measuring on the table. It's, it's 
the people who did this on at Linus site did a really really good job. Uh, also, the maps and everything, they already have a whole bunch of on there, and they're already adding more all the time. I think they're at like 20 maps, and all the scenarios are there. You just click map, hit random scenario, hit random, it populates. You don't got to worry about it. And, and this is really helpful, um, especially for. Um Let's say like the caster. See, in in the evenings when I'm home, when I don't work, we can just play together. But if he misses game night, then he can still play and you know, still get that game in for the week. So that way he yeah. stays up to practice. Yeah, stays up to practice, gets that interaction in, and helps my fellow uh, meta people out. Um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful program, and they're keeping it up to date with releases. And you, you, but you still like playing in person too, right? Oh, I absolutely prefer that. That was a that's a big concern people have is like, well, why would I go down to the game shop if I have War Table here? You don't have that same personal interaction. You're talking with someone on a headset over, uh, you know, your choice of audio chat, Discord, or what have you, and uh, you know you have that, but you don't have that sit down handling the models in your fingers and actually rolling the dice you kind of miss out on that so it's a useful tool it's helpful it's not going to be the primary way i'm going to play this game lest i become bedridden or something like that i'm going down to the game shop and i'm i'm going to be playing in person well it, it's still useful for the days you can't be there you know yes for for practice for keeping yep. up the date for you if know if i'm sick the kids are sick or you or something like that then we still ha i still have a means of getting this in here or if you know we don't feel like cleaning off the table you and i can get in the game i mean it's it's wonderful i like it um it does have some limitations the devs have bugs and the people line of sight have been very very quick to uh find them figure them out and patch them out behind the scenes you know it's not like you're waiting for updates to happen this is all browser based you don't download anything 100 percent browser based sorry browser based um and so long as one member there has the game going if like my internet drops out and the guy i'm playing against his didn't he just re-invites me and it's not I didn't lose anything. I'm right back where I started. That is amazing. Yeah. That is, that is, that is, <laughs> that's good. You can also, I haven't figured <laughs> out how to be honest, but you can also save the game and both you can come back to it at a later date. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. It has a, it has the ability to add widgets such as your deviation templates, your spray templates, and has the ability to um, keep track of your roll logs and all that sort of thing as one may or may not expect. It has a clock function. I haven't tried that yet, so I can't speak for it, but it does have one. And it also has the ability to handle all of your allocations. There's a widget you can click, and it gives you a list of everything that has Fury, yours and your enemies, so you know who has what, and it updates it in real time as you and your opponent are doing things. So you can, you know, if you're like, hey, I, I thought you did this or that, or like, oh, crap, I... I don't want to sit here, I got like 14 beasts, and I don't want to sit here and change all of their values. You have a widget to open up and do that. It's just, anyone hasn't tried it, absolutely give it a shot. At least check it out so you can speak to it if someone asks. And uh, who knows? You may just get it, in, get it in a game when you weren't expecting to. Okay, let's talk about Warcaster because I have opinions about that. 
Uh, okay, let's do that. Uh, so we have two battle boxes for Warcast. We played a game. We have two battle boxes for Warcaster. He has the Marcher Worlds. I have the Continuum, and um, those are the two the two factions that we chose. Um, yeah, the one that we don't have at this moment is the ISA. Um, I'll pick it up at a later date, but yeah, no, we we got a game in. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. We we messed up the scoring, but um, it, it wouldn't be a, a a game between the two of us. And if we, you know, or, you know, first time playing a game, if we didn't mess up the scoring, I mean, uh, something's got to be a mess. And uh, usually it's the scoring. Yes. Yeah. Usually. Um. But anyways, we figured that There's out. A we cat got it. Climbing your chair. Uh, oh yes, yes. Okay. Um. So yeah. We we messed up the scoring, but but other than that, it was um it was it went really smooth. I think, um. Because I, I have experience with um, War Machine, it w I was able to transfer over into into Warcaster, and I, I really I really do like the game. Um, I, I want to play it more. I, I felt like it, it gave me it gave me a lot more than War Machine does. Some no don't get me wrong, I love War Machine and Hordes, but it gave me a lot more than War Machine and Hordes does on occasion because I get to roll dice on my turn. <laughs> I get to be interactive and 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 you know a part of the whole. My own personal defense. It's it's nice. It's fun. It's it's exciting. It's very engaging for both players. Yeah. There's always something that you ha that you're doing. You're you're rolling dice for your attacks. You're rolling dice uh, to defend against those attacks, which is what you're referring to. Mm -hmm. um, so it yeah it's it's. And I I like I like the fact that I can I can, you know I I get to. The, the turns are a lot faster. Yes, the turns are much that, much faster. I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that immensely. I enjoy that that um, like I like having a large army and I like doing stuff with a large army. But I like the fact that I I do something and then you do something and I, I like that. I like yeah. the, the 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 very rapid fire back and forth that you get with Warcaster. Yeah. So should we uh, explain just a little bit about? the uh factions uh, something that we like about them don't like about them what we've seen so well, far for me it's all aesthetic and and i've always been you know me i i tend to go for factions that that hit hard mm. but don't necessarily have a lot of survivability because you're all gonna you know everything's gonna be dead before you get to me anyways yeah yeah um that's generally my, my play style i'm going to kill you before you even get a chance to kill me so I, I did enjoy the the staying power of my mm -hmm. um of my faction, um and, yeah. and how how I was able to you know do a lot of damage. And that was that was actually something that caught me off guard. I knew going in the Marcher Worlds are all about range and playing that range game very well, but the scenarios, uh, the scenarios specifically that we chose, forced us more towards the center. And although at the beginning it looked like I was going to have a big lead and I was getting a lot of damage in, once you closed in on me, um, yeah, no, you shut me down pretty thoroughly. Well, and there was also the fact that I, I think we, we chose factions that, um, that, that countered each other well because I, yeah. I had that unit with stealth and, um, you couldn't do anything to me. No, no, I couldn't. I mean, my solos might have stealth, but a unit that has stealth, holy cow. Um, stealth in this game, if it's further than eight inches away, you just can't target it. Um, then that's really, really, really strong. Um, 
What did you think of the the movement of the game? Um. Well, see, at, at first when I when I realized that there wasn't anything running, yeah, I was I was a little scared and a little frightened. Um, and then you know, you know me, I I got a little upset at the well, I got a little out of frazzled at the beginning when um. When, the, when it was like, you know, oh, there's no movement, or, you know, you only go that speed. And I was like, oh, it's going to take us forever to do anything. Mm-hmm. But, but then it feels like we're closer even though we're not. The ranges on the weapons seem to be further as a whole. But also the movement of squads really helps speed things up. I see. We... We the whole first turn was just moving and getting into positioning, and then the second turn we took some pot shots, and then in the third turn we really started getting into each other. Yes, yes, we did. There was a lot of death. Also, we need a lot more models. Yes, certainly. What we have right now is basically just the uh, the starter battle box. That's what we used. Um, we do have some additional solos we got. Um, but we haven't assembled or used any of them yet, minus we, one. We also have the alternate sculpts. Oh, yes, we have the alternate sculpts. That's right. Um, so we do have a extra model each in that regard. And uh, it still... I mean, I can understand why people would want to continue playing at that point level, but I can also see, just from the one game we played... How you'd want to expand that out to larger? Oh, see, I, I, I pulled everything out onto the table, and then I had no reason to use my, my void gates anymore because yeah. everything was on the table already. Yeah. I don't think we'd want many more things. Another unit, perhaps? Another solo in a unit? Um, We should mention that this episode will go out before the Kickstarter for the um the latest... The, the next uh, Warcaster Kickstarter, yes, yes. What I is don't. that called? I I, um, invasion or something like that? Mm. Hold on. I'm not really sure off the top of my head, but it's... Um, it, the game itself flows very, very well. Uh, and oh, Collision course. Collision course, that's it. Yeah, that, that, that starts... Um, it's it, it's going to start tomorrow, and... Um, Hopefully we can come up with the funds. <laughs> um, I, you know, and that, that that's gonna release the, the new faction and everything. Um, the first non-human faction. Yes. Totally aliens. So, um, as I was referring to with the the flow of the game, it's very very quick, fast paced. Um, you, uh, when it's your turn, you activate a uh, a squad or a solo or you know anything and an additional solo at the same time. So you're always getting more than one activation at a time. Then once those two models do their things, individually, mind you, then it moves over to your opponent and you just keep going back and forth. And then once af- after everything uh, in your army has activated, you clear off your activation tokens and you rinse and repeat. So the more things you have out there, the more things you're going to be able to move. That means that once something has acted, it takes a little bit longer for you to get back to it uh, unless you use a cipher card. And the cipher cards is basically, well, it's a deck of cards, but it adds... It's a deck of spells. Yeah, a deck of spells uh, that your warcaster is using on the battlefield that adds a bit of a spice to the game, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, 
do you want to talk about sort of like 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 how the game's played, or do you want to talk about the aesthetics first? Um, what, why don't we talk about the aesthetics first? Okay. Because that's really what drew us into um, not only the game, but which faction we chose. Okay, so I'm going to go on a little hobby rant here, and um, I I've assembled both. I, I think I've already gone on this hobby rant before, but um, maybe just. I've assembled both um, Privateer Press Models and Games Workshop, and um, now Warcaster. And I am telling you that if you ever think it's a good idea to put flat surfaces on flat surfaces with um, pewter models, you were wrong, you were mentally deranged, and you need to be committed. Because it's not good, it's bad. It's very, very, very bad. Like, like if you put flat surfaces with plastic models I mean it's still obnoxious but you can get like some plastic weld or something like that and it's not that big of a deal but pewter models it's evil they, they slide off each other instead of sticking together yes they do slide off each other and then like it's this little this little like hand to wrist thing and it's so small and I'm like <laughs> So the models themselves, there's a hobby aspect of needing to assemble mm -hmm. them, but the uh, one thing to note regarding that hobby aspect is your... Magnetization. Magnetization I, when it comes to the uh, war jack. So your jack is meant to have many different guns, and, and it's not meant to have one layout. And um, I guess you could go technically buy one for every layout, but that sounds insane. Um, yeah. So one of the things you can do is you can magnetize them, and and I did magnetize both of our jacks. Yeah. Because we only have one each. Yeah. And it was it was fairly easy. It was it was. Um, it helps that they were designed with magnetite magna blah, 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 words in mind. Oh, where did you do that? Uh, actually, from their one of their very first uh, announcements of Warcaster, they're like, we are designing this to be magnetized. That's what we want people to be able to do. Um, and so... I had a little trouble with your head. Yeah, the, it, it is a little... Some of the surfaces are a bit small. Oh, mind it, you. It wasn't, it wasn't even the surface. It was the... There was, there was a weird angle... And I couldn't get my um, my drill to catch at the right spot, so no. I kept going lower than where I wanted to put the magnet. And I, 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 I. it was no. a whole big thing. But um, for the most part, this was a, a fairly easy experience. I, I magnetized a lot of stuff at this point, and and this was pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Um, I'm again pewter models. Um, sometimes I have trouble with my my drills and pewter models, but for the most part, yeah, no, it was fine. Yeah. Now, one thing to keep in mind for those of you coming from a uh, War Machine standpoint is the Warjacks in Warcaster, you can actually swap the Cortex by changing the head on your Warjack, and that gives you different abilities. For instance, uh, for Marcher Worlds, our light Warjack that they have out right now, um, there's one uh, that gives you the benefit of um, additional speed. Um, there's another one that gives you uh, the ability to ignore stealth. Um, there's a bunch of different abilities that those Cortexes give. I, I might be wrong on that last one. I'm suddenly double-guessing myself. But it's um, there's a lot of customization there in addition to your weapons 
which also, there's a shoulder mount on mine. There's two on yours. And then I I've have... I've got two shoulder mounts and an arm mount. You have two shoulder mounts and an arm. And I have one shoulder mount and two arm mounts. So, a bit of a customization there. Uh, we multiple the weapon systems or... for each. Mm. We have the same amount of mounts. Yeah, just in different locations. Which, I mean, it's aesthetic. I like it. So, so we, we have the same amount of mounts on our jacks. But, my jack also has... A built-in claw. Yes. That thing is monstrous. You do not want to be hit by that thing. Okay, so, but back to the aesthetics. Um, one of the things I really like about the fashion I, I chose, the, the continuum, the something continuum. Uh, the, uh, Eternius continuum? I like the fact that they, well, I, I like the sci-fi aesthetic. I mean, I like steampunk, but you can only have too much. You can only have so much, so much steampunk. But what I really like about them is, is I like the fact that they look, they look menacing. They look sort of evil, and they're not zombies. Yes, that is that is nice, and they're not even techno zombies of any kind either. They're just they're black and they're red, and they will wreck your day. And they've got like like pointy bits and long bits, and it, it's just it, it it's all very. Menacing. Yeah. Whereas the Marcher Worlds, it's a ragtag bunch of people from scattered all across the rim that have come together and... You see how he used that word rim? He chose this faction and, didn't find out, and I didn't find this out until after he um, chose it and we bought it. He chose it because he wants to paint them with brown coats. And for those of you who are not familiar with Firefly, that's what it's from. Uh, well, maybe? Okay, yeah, totally. I mean, that was, that's, that's the vibe you get from it. But I'm sure there's other places you could draw that comparison from. Maybe? Anyways, um, they look cool. They have guns. They have a lot of guns. They have really long-range guns. Uh, and that also appeals to me to an extent. So, yes. Plus, I love troops. And they look like someone, uh, a faction that could run a lot, a lot of troops. We both like troops, don't we? We do really like troops. Aww. Hmm. Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, so, do we have any more to talk about them? There's... Wait, one thing I like, I like, I like the, the map. There's, the, the map is, mm. we, we got a, we got a really nice map, um, from the Kickstarter that actually has um, like scenarios set out on the map, which is nice. You know, you don't. Just it set it has yourself. little points all across of it with numbers that you. It's not like it's glaringly obvious. They are very subtle, but when you know to look for them, it's easy to point them out. But they blend in with the map also fairly well. It's very, very well designed, color palette wise, and everything. Yeah, I, li I like the map, and um, I like the fact that. This this is a game that's meant to have um, terrain. Yes, three D terrain. Yeah. And it um, lends itself to that. Yeah, and you want to be climbing on top of stuff and getting down and, and doing stuff with stuff. Going across bridges and uh, dealing with uh, all sorts of. I mean, whether you're talking forests or industrial or ruins, ruins, I should say, it's. You, you're fighting across a thousand worlds. 
you can come up with all sorts of things and then put it on the table and it makes sense. It's fun. If we forget the Godfather into this, we totally need to paint his army up and Mass Effect because he would love that. Probably. And it would fit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so um, I, I also like, you know, it's called Warcaster, and that's what it really is. And um, I don't know how many times I say, you know, I like, but the fact that you are extensively a Warcaster in a ship above controlling this battle. You're not controlling the Warcaster on the board. You personally are the Warcaster. Yes. You you have the focus. You allocate where the focus goes because that's your the focus. Arcanescence. 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 Um, Just call it Arc. Arc, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like... I like that. It makes me, that makes me all happy inside. And um, it it's just, it's a cool aesthetic. And it, yeah. It, you know, I mean, this is technically you're the, you know, Warcaster or Warlock. Yeah. Um, in, in War Machine as well. But, I mean, this time, I mean, there's no, like, physical model. You have something yeah, you, you channel you, through. You can't be uh, assassinated or whatnot. You, you can bring out an arc node called a Weaver. And that's what you put your spells through. Your offensive spells, mind you. You don't need it for your uh, non-offensive spells. You just cast the spell down, then it happens. Yeah. But for the offensive spells, those, um, yeah, that's what your weaver's for. Yeah. So at this point, I think we should probably save the mechanics for uh, another podcast. We'll play another game. And uh, we'll talk about the mechanics of it and maybe do a battle report or something like that. We really need to work on our battle reports. Yes, we most certainly do. And I think that this would be a good entry point rather than doing a War Machine battle report first. Just since we haven't done one before and this is so fast-paced. It is. It is fast-paced. I like, I like the fast-paced. I, I, like, I like this game. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of... It's, yeah. Very enjoyable. Oh, I have so much stuff to paint me to paint before I can get to this stuff. <laughs> we'll get to that point. I, I'm working on your trolls. I gotta finish the infernals. I guess I could do that after I finish the infernals. Oh, I'm, I'm never gonna be done with your trolls. You have so much trolls. Yeah, no, the trolls will be an ongoing thing. So, anyways. Um, and then you're yeah. red. <laughs> yes, retribution is also waiting. Unless somebody wants me to paint their circle. Yeah. How much stuff to paint? Well, is there anything else we wanted to cover in uh, today's cast? Or I think we're pretty well wrapping up at this point Was then. There news? Is there any news, news? we should talk about? There, oh, yes. I nearly forgot. Normally this would be at the beginning. Uh, however, it will be uh, here at the end instead. We did, unfortunately, receive some news uh, that... A uh, one Oz uh, from Privateer Press, uh, Will, also known as Oz, is leaving Privateer Press. He was a lead developer of Monpok and uh, William Hungerford's uh, direct to, um, boss. We don't know who's replacing him, uh, and details are, well, virtually non-existent as to why and where he's going at this time. But he's been with the company. Darn near close ten years. 
So, I mean, maybe he's just feeling the itch to move on. So, well, best of wishes to him. I hope he uh, moves on to whatever he's really wanting to do. Um, I think he, I think he's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we'll be looking forward to a new Monpoc uh, developer and also a uh, overseer of the development of War Machine. <laughs> I can't even say the overseer. Well, I, I don't know how their hierarchy looks like. <laughs> I've actually tried to look it up. I couldn't find it. Really? Yeah. I, you I'm, are so weird sometimes. Uh, well, I like to know these things. Anyways... Um, thank you all for tuning in to it this episode like this of Warnouts. Looks like this is going to be a um, shorter episode. Yeah, a little shorter episode than normal, but I still think that uh, thirty-seven minutes isn't too bad. Yeah. Well, um, if you want to chat with us more later, you can talk to uh, Castro over here. Yep. In the uh, Discord chat. At Ellen Haru. Yep. Or you can come find us on our Twitter, at Warnounds. Or you can come find me on my Twitter or my Instagram, at Mama Wargamer. No, Wargaming Mama. <laughs> Wargaming Mama. It's a little late when you're recording this, folks. Sorry. Uh, yes, Wargaming Mama. Um. Other than that, I I think I think we're done. Yep. Bye. I miss you already. Thank you for listening to this episode of War Nouns. Music for this podcast was provided by Prodelus. That's P-A-R-A-D-E-L-O-U-S. You can check out his YouTube channel, Prodelus, or listen to his music uh, from Bandcamp by going to prodelus.bandcamp.com.